Hello and welcome to the GFSB Business Podcast. I'm your host, David Ragliate. If this is the first time you're tuning in, well, thank you. If you're a regular listener, welcome back. Each episode of the GFSB Business Podcast features an interview with a different leader from across Gibraltar's diverse business community. This week's guest is Philip Vasquez, Chief Legal Officer and Founder of payment platform Damix, Gibraltar's very own crypto startup. The Gibraltar Federation of Small Businesses is a non-profit organization that exists to help small businesses start, grow and thrive. Get all the info at gfsb.gi. So, Philip, uh, thanks for your time today. Thank you very much for having me. Can you tell us uh, a little more about your early career? Sure. So, I'm from Gibraltar and I've gone to school in Gibraltar all the way through Bayside and then I went to university straight out of school and I went to study uh, law and sociology in Cardiff and the decision for that was a bit last minute because actually on the results day I got better and different grades to what I was expecting and on the day itself I changed the course from history to law and the main reason behind that was because I liked the the backgrounds to a lot of political and socio kind of economic things that are related to the systems that we have in place so I thought law and sociology was more interesting than just history personally and also it was very applicable and it would do me well for for the future I've never been someone to always be in the mind frame of a lawyer so yeah I went off to study that then um, at the end of university I did my bar and I went to then work in a law firm in, in Kingston in Jamaica, actually, for a summer. <laughs> wow. um, and that was just a really interesting, different experience. And then after that, I worked in London in a, in a fintech startup. Mm. So, I mean, that's, that's pretty much it in a nutshell. Mm. You mentioned that you worked for a fintech startup. What drew you to the space to work within DLT and crypto? So my first kind of interaction with crypto was probably back in 2012, maybe, towards the end of my undergraduate kind of studies and I actually mined some Bitcoin on a laptop that I don't have anymore so that's gone I'm never going to get that back and then I kind of left it for a while and then in 2014 I kind of got into it a little bit again whilst I was in London and I actually set up a Facebook group at the time for Jib there's still one going around and I tried to get some restaurants in Gibraltar to accept Bitcoin back in 2014 and I mean if they listen to this they'll probably <laughs> they probably know who they are um, but they weren't really entertaining it. and to be fair back then it wasn't any by any stretch of the imagination, a, a form of payment. But I was in tech at the time, and even back then, a very academic and people I looked up to at the time that were starting to talk about blockchain and distributed ledger technologies. And I never really got back into it properly until I moved back to Gibraltar and was practicing uh, here as a lawyer um, until about 2016, where I went to my first conference. And from there, it just really snowballed because um, I identified with a lot of the values of the community at the time. Um, it was a lot of uncharted territory, a very exciting industry, and I felt it was really kind of a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity, you know, this industry coming up from nowhere, mm. which had some crazy ambitions within certain individuals in the community at the time. It was a lot closer-knit, but um, ultimately there's a lot of good values that some people were trying to put through the technology that's being mm. created, allowing for more sovereign spending and financial control of, of individuals. You know, it's mm. kind of a bit of a paradigm shift. So, I mean, that's, that's kind of, I guess, the philosophical backgrounds mm. to my, my entry into DLT. But really, it was, it was always, for me, I've always been a project-driven person. And I guess learning more about crypto was just the thing at the time. And, and I definitely got myself knee-deep and then all the way up to my neck <laughs> by the end of it. It definitely sounds like it blends the, your interest maybe in history and sociology and tech, right? Because there's a, there's a huge shift 
in what it's offering. For sure. That's why I've always really resonated with it quite well. And and I, I think there is something that's quite a big size of change in the paradigm change in the way that, you know, financial systems are changing. Ultimately, the structures are going to be very much similar and the same. But the thing that I see is that the way that the internet really democratized and uh, allowed for effectively freedom and free flowing of information what's happening now within DLT generally as its first use case only is really the the free flowing and individual sovereignty over mm. financial flows it does allow for that a bit more obviously now regulations are catching up a lot mm. more and it's a bit more tricky to to keep to the end goal that some people have you know to say screw the banks just go with mm. bitcoin i think some of those messages are a bit too too out there. I think the future looks to be somewhere in between, you know, a, a kind of a hybrid between the economy we know today and something that's going to be very much built on, you know, online and automated. So Philip, for the benefit, I think, for of our listeners and, and me in many respects, what's DLT and why is it such a buzzword idea? So DLT, I mean, the definition of it is it's distributed ledger technologies. Um, I'm not going to bore any, anyone with the legal definition, but it's effectively... A blockchain technology and blockchain technology it effectively allows for kind of a decentralized ledger to exist um, anywhere in the world where anyone can have access to the same ledger um, but everyone is also authenticating the ledger together so you know the risk for fraud is is uh, much less although it can still exist if if um, a majority of partakers act maliciously but it allows a lot more people to integrate a different financial truth. I mean, I, I'm probably kind of not being very clear with it, but effectively the way, it, at least in the assets that we deal with, banks, you know, and, and all of the other assets that exist are very much centralized and controlled by, you know, central banks, particularly with normal fiat money is the pounds and euros that we will all deal with. But what digital assets, which are built on top of things like blockchain and other distributed ledger technologies, of which there are many, what it offers is, is a different way of, people creating value and transferring it outside of um, central actors, which sometimes can put a strangle on the way that money can flow. Um, but also there are other mechanisms that exist in existing places which are detrimental to to other users of those assets. So, you know, in- inflation mechanisms, etc. And I think what DLT and the vision that some of the assets that are being created on it offer is just potentially a, maybe a bit of a euphoric future. Again, like I said before, I don't think we're going to live in a society where that is going to be everything, but I see somewhere in between. And, you know, when we started this business, the market cap was somewhere around 10 to $20 billion overall mm. in value. And that means all of the digital assets, if you added them up together mm. based on their going market value at the time, the total sum of that was around 10 to $20 billion. And now we're talking about two to three trillion. I mean, it's been varying since the most recent top. So definitely uh, it offers a kind of an alternative way into controlling your your financial self for businesses and for individuals. You mentioned the the company now. I know you are co-founder and chief legal officer for digital asset management. How did it come about? Sure. Yeah. So back in 2017, when I came back from London, uh, Myself and Sam were involved in this startup community. We both of us had the bug of wanting to create projects and, and businesses. And we actually, before we came to this, we had a couple of other ideas that kind of never really took off. We were trying to work with each other, and we also had um, Thomas Johnson, so Sam Barks and Thomas Johnson, and that's, we all knew each other. And we kind of started to do uh, meetups around cryptocurrencies. And I think eventually, you know, one of us just said, "Look, we have kind of the holy trinity of skills between us." Mm-hmm. Sam and Tom were working together at the time 
for a business that was quite involved in crypto at the time, more definitely more so than was was normal at the time. And we just kind of said, yeah, let's go for it. So we went for the Gibraltar licensing that was offered at the end of, mm. well, at the beginning of 2018. And we just started with the ambition of being, at the time, kind of a gateway broker-dealer for anyone who wants to get into digital assets and also custodian. I mean, we've gone a long way since we started about four mm. years ago. Um, and now things are a bit more user-friendly. But when we started, we, we were just doing that. And basically... What we do and what we did was broker high-value transactions of crypto into pounds and euros and dollars and fiat currencies and normal currencies uh, and the other way around. So we help funds and businesses invest into these assets. But what we do most recently, and, and this is a use case, is, is really helping businesses facilitate their payment needs with, with crypto. So people sometimes like to be paid using crypto as a form of payment uh, because in certain countries, it's much easier to get paid in crypto than it is mm. through the normal banking system. And that's simply because, as we all know, when we try and send a foreign transaction, the very high fees, mm. and uh, it can take a long time. But with crypto, there's, you know, both of those points mm. of, of pain are, are really reduced quite significantly. So we've had a lot of businesses come to use us. And we're definitely, you know, one of the leaders in what we do, which is effectively brokering those transactions and it's high value. Mm. Mainly it's business to business, mm. uh, but we're also um, approaching business to consumer more at the moment. So we're actually rolling out a new retail kind of smart finance application, which will allow any consumer to mm. buy and sell crypto within the application and, and spend it on the debit card. Mm. So when we started them um, back then, we, we kind of snowballed. We had a, a few other... Uh, guys joined us very early on, uh, like Scott McKim and Jeremy King. And then over the time, we've grown to what we are now, which is a 40-person team in Gibraltar, in Spain. And we've got um, individuals around the world, like, you know, as far as India, Holland and the US and even South or Central America. You know, so it's a great team. And the other things that we're building apart from our main offering and our, our new consumer application is proprietary trading strategies. Uh, we'll have our own uh, private funds being set up in the near future for you know, select clients and you know market making things as well so basically providing liquidity to other parties and being able to make money on that um, and yeah it's an incredible journey we've got a lot of good people here um, and we're all learning at, at a very insane pace our industry is very very fast and you know every day we I think all of us come in ready to attack the day and we, you know it's, we love it we absolutely love it GFSB Business Podcast is sponsored by Gibraltar International Bank. So the company's been on tour recently. I've been seeing your social media and LinkedIn. What are you hoping to achieve by the tour? What are you learning? What can you take from it so far? Yeah, so definitely been on the road a, a lot. I mean, I, I haven't got the numbers to hand, but I mean, just in the past few weeks, we've been to London, to the Bahamas to Dubai, Abu Dhabi. I was in Israel as well. We've also been to Cyprus, Barcelona, uh, Miami. So we've got all over the place. And, and the idea there is just to really explore uh, the different verticals that we can facilitate with the services we offer. We, we're effectively a, a crypto payments business. And there are a lot of people and businesses that can actually benefit from from what we do, um, but they actually just don't know it yet. And us going out to different events some of them are in actually online gaming. We, mm. we have quite a few listed and well-known gaming companies as, as clients of ours. 
in Gibraltar, which is okay. which is a really nice thing to see mm. that we're you know scratching each other's backs mm. in that respect. So so the idea of the roadshow is is to to really just get more clients and grow that business to an international level where kind of there already we're going to be setting up subsidiaries as well in in other different countries oh, well. in the near future as well so and then the other aspect is obviously uh, investment um as well we're going to be targeting a series a investment round in the okay. you know the next few months mm. uh you know really and th- it's all kind of ties in together mm. um so it's, it's great to be out and about uh, but when i've done it i mean in the role that i'm in I, I find mm. I really struggle to work on the road. Uh, okay. It's impossible to kind of have back-to-back meetings all day and then still deal with a pile of paperwork mm. or drafting that I need to do. Mm. So it's definitely people who work on the roads and my hats are hats it's off to them, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, exciting times, though. Um, I'm sure. Uh, Philip, going back to the kind of core of what you're doing here at the company, and I think what, what you're doing in, in essentially is leading the digital asset management. What, in your opinion, makes a good leader? Sure. Yeah. I mean, it's. It's different for me. I mean, I'm not uh, not leading the business at all. I mean, I, I just kind of lead on maybe certain projects. Mm. And the great thing about our business at the moment is that that sweet spot that anyone can almost get involved in okay. any other part of the business. Um, and in, in legal, I'm dealing with almost everything, you know, mm. existing uh, services to new products to the regulatory things that we're rolling out. So there's just a lot going on. And in terms of being a good leader, I mean, I've I've definitely tried to, to learn from the people that I've worked for mm. before and I, I think it's a few things like you know I, I think integrity for me is is almost paramount because if you can trust who you're working with or, or, or around then um, you know you can really trust in everything that follows so I think I think integrity is very important I also think patience compassion and uh, definitely getting their elbows dirty is, is part of it so I mean I've, I've definitely learnt and being at my best when, when people I've worked with and for have offered those those qualities. Um, when I was in the law firm that I was at, you know, they definitely had very good values on integrity, uh, had a lot of patience with me and um, worked late into the night when we needed to uh, with me. And that I think there are a lot of things that you, you learn from that. So, yeah, I mean, to extend that, we, we have that here. Yeah, we do have that. We have a lot of people here who are, you know, working side by side no matter where they are in the business. And the great thing about it is that we're actually a very you know, international business right now. We've we've got people from all over the place. Mm. Even here in Gibraltar, we've had people move here. Mm. Um, some some people have moved here from Estonia recently, okay. from France. So it's great to see that in Gibraltar. Mm. When we started the business, we all had the same ambition of ultimately building a different Gibraltar startup. We wanted to be something that really broke the mold. And really, as all Gibraltarians, pretty much, who started the business, we've achieved so much in four years and I wouldn't have guessed it beyond my wildest mm. imagination that we've we would have get to the point that we, we've got to really the sky's the limit like we're, we're keeping keeping this going and we're going to try and try and really set a new a new bar for for local businesses it really sounds as if you are and I think you know that kind of is, is the excitement around the, your company is palpable you know a lot of people talk to me about it what's that one business lesson that you wish you'd learned sooner I, I think for me, it's uh, the biggest lesson that I've I've learnt has been to really believe in myself. Mm. Like I said before, like it's this emotional thing about it because for me personally, I mean, my personal journey has been uh, when we set up the business, I was part time, so I was full time in the law firm that I was working at at TSM at the time, and they were very understanding and letting me follow my kind of entrepreneurial ambitions on the side mm. to to be building this business. But Sam and Thomas, they threw themselves in 
full time and uh, you know I, I didn't make that jump to begin with because I just started out my career and I felt that I wasn't there yet not not just for the financial reasons but also I felt I needed a bit more experience under my belt to get to that point and uh, the amount of work that I had got so much at one point that I ended up taking a break from this company from Damix from mm. Digital Asset Management and within that year uh, I was really lost really really lost I thought it would be refreshing to have less things on my mind but what I got to realize was you know I should have taken the leap in the other direction maybe and whilst there maybe regrets in the order that one does things in life I think there are always lessons learned so to answer the question it's definitely believing yourself and I'm starting to see a bit more of that in, in people around me in Jib and I really love to see people doing other businesses their own pop-ups yeah. and really going for it um, because at the end of the day the the amount of sacrifice that goes into the labor of love of your own business it's it's second to none and at the end of the day I think it's the private sector that really gives places like Jib the quality of life we have and everything else around it so we really have to in my view reward and treat you know private businesses in Jib a bit not a little bit better, but I, th- I think um, there are a lot of unsung heroes in Gibraltar, from all, all types of small businesses to some of the bigger ones. The smaller ones will never grab the headlines, but they're the ones who built generational, not just wealth, but livelihoods for, for employing families and, and making things tick. So if you believe in yourself, just, just try and go for it, for sure. Last question. So what are your hopes for the future then? So for us, we've as I've mentioned, grown to to pretty big size business now, and we're definitely going to be scaling internationally. We've got a, a significant amount of you know cash in bank um, through just the revenues that we have at the moment. But you know we're going to be rolling out our own private uh, token, um, our own token sale coming up in the next few months, which is an opportunity for individuals um, at a B two B and more so on a B two C level to really benefit from our ecosystem of, of services and products and part of that. So it's going to offer a lot of uh, in-app utility, this token, and this is going to be coming out you know, in the next couple of months, so just keep your eyes peeled. But towards a more distant future, I think we just want to keep pushing ourselves as not just a Gibraltar business, but something that's very, very international. Um, and you know, we're really going to try and hit this out of the park in terms of what, what we can do as a business. Um, we're growing in, in all angles and all respects. So, yeah. You know, we're very, very ambitious about what we're currently doing. Well, it sounds like you're putting all the work in and growing. So best of luck with all of it. Cheers. Philip, thanks for your time today. Cool. Thanks very much for your time. So there you have it. Thank you for listening to the GFSP Business Podcast. I really hope you've enjoyed it. Don't forget to subscribe wherever you're listening from. I'd like to thank my guest, Philip Vasquez from Damex this week. And also I'd like to give our thanks to the Gibraltar International Bank for sponsoring and to Matthew Davies for the sound production. Hope to see you next week. Thank you for tuning in.